When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today's Tuesday, July 26th. I mean, excuse me, Monday, July 26th. I'm getting ahead of my days here. Last week here of uh, July, looks like this month uh, went by pretty quick. Um, we're here to uh, here to talk LA Galaxy every night, as you, as you guys know. Uh, here to join me once again, we got Alex uh, and Johnny. How you fellas doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm I'm awake. I'm pumped up. I'm ready to talk about this disappointing week. <laughs> Alex, what about you? How are you doing, brother? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, obviously, like Johnny, it's been a really disappointing week on the Galaxy perspective. But uh, overall, you know, just myself, it's been a good time here. But uh, very disappointing results on the pitch for the Galaxy. Yeah. Well, before we get into the Galaxy, we we, we got to talk about the Gold Cup. Um, we'll start with we'll start with Mexico versus Honduras. So I was actually at the game. Uh, it was a great atmosphere. You know, being being a, at the what was it State it's the State Farm uh, Stadium now. It was, it was exciting. A lot of fans. I, I think there was over like sixty six thousand fans. Uh, it was great to see. It's always it was it's always great to come you know come back and watch the game and you know always watch the you know the quarterfinals against Mexico. It was an exciting one. They got the three zero win. Uh, Jonah Jonah dos Santos also had you know like a volley from outside the eighteen. He had a blast. I know a lot of Galaxy fans uh, could definitely uh, definitely miss him anytime any Galaxy player does something in the Gold Cup. Uh, Alex, how'd you how'd you see the Gold Cup? How'd you see Mexico game? Uh yeah, I was working on the article about the Galaxy game. I was writing it, and then I had the, the I think, Mexico hold on, game. I think your I think your audio is your, your I don't know if you're still, it's it like crack, it's like cracking. <clears throat> Does it sound better now? It's still kind of cracking. Do you, does it, it's a little cracking, but we'll we'll see. We'll play with it. Go ahead. If you want, I can hop on about it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Johnny. Uh, well, it's just that. Uh, first thing I thought, uh, at least watching the Gold Cup game with Mexico and Honduras, was this. Can you guys hear me? Dude, I'm having a lot of trouble here right now. I think that sounds a lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a lot better. There we go. Yeah. But um, I, well, I think that that's the Mexico. Uh, I'll be back. You guys can just ignore me for now. I got some troubles right now. Don't Welcome worry. Don't worry, much. man. I think that uh, the, this is the Mexican national team that we've been like waiting to see. Uh, you know, I, seeing, I mean, seeing Jonathan Dos Santos take that shot is honestly not even surprising to me. He kills it for that national team whenever he plays. Uh, but this is the team that we've been waiting to see the entire uh, you know, tournament. Um, the only thing I have to say is this. The second that they were up 3-0, they really, you know, they really slowed down a bit, which, you know, it obviously is like, you know, you don't need to win 5-0, 6-0, but I think it matters in the terms of how that how they've been doing this entire tournament and having a high-scoring game like that in my head does matter, and that's the only negative I have to say is, is they just seem to slow down after they got that third goal. But it was a fun game, it was an exciting game. You know, there's really nothing else to to take away from it. Mexico's going to move on. I I don't think we expected anything different, but it was fun. 
Yeah, no, I mean, like, me just even being at the game, just everything, you know, the uh, the pregame festivities. It was actually raining uh, before. It was actually raining a couple of days. So I got here a couple of days before. It had been raining in uh, Phoenix for, for quite a while. So um, people people still showed up. People showed up, you know, for the pregame festivities. So even in the game before that, Qatar and El Salvador got to play as well. Um, Qatar is looking good too. I, I should say that you know Qatar is looking very good, very surprising, and obviously they're they're going to go to the semifinals against the U.S. Men's National Team. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, for for, for Mexico, like I, like you said, um, Jonathan Dos Santos always shows up. You know, he he always has a seems to have one of these big games. And I actually got his goal here, and I I don't, don't want to play his his goal. Um, there's there's recognition of passing and then brilliant goals on top of it. Look at this strike from Jonathan Dos Santos through traffic in the side of the net. Great connection. Folks, that's exactly how you want to hit a volley. It doesn't get much better than that. And look at the joy. It says it all right. Yeah, you could you could definitely see. I mean, Jonathan Jonathan Dos Santos is always always wears you know his emotions on his chest, and especially uh, him scoring a banger like that, it, it's always a good thing, uh, right? If you're a Galaxy fan, hopefully he can bring that back over once once the Gold Cup uh, you know finishes up. But yeah, I mean, I, it was good. But uh, the other team, obviously, that that got to play was the U.S. Men's National Team. They won, and it was a, it was a close one. It was a tight one with uh, with Jamaica. Um, Johnny, how'd you, how'd you see this game? Ah oh, man, it's just terrible. Same U.S. men's national team that we've had this entire tournament. No creativity. You know, it's it's not it's back and forth against a team like Jamaica, which you know that should be a comfortable win. Uh, it's just kind of a, it was a sad game. It, it was a really sad game. And seeing how great Qatar has been this entire tournament, I wouldn't be surprised if we can't keep up with Qatar in this next game. I I, I just don't see the U.S. men's national team winning. This is and again, keep in mind. This is our third team. The Gold Cup, unfortunately, happens, you know, after all, you know, all these other European and, you know, the Copa America and the Euros and all that. So all these big players go back. So this isn't our full squad. We get it. But still, with that being said, we're not playing a good tournament. You know, we're just getting by every single game. And if we do win, I can guarantee you it's not going to be dominance. It's going to be a 1-0 win where we score at the end, just like the, all the games have been. Uh, or we're going to lose like 3-0. But I, I don't think that the like with how we've been doing this entire tournament, I just don't see us doing well against Qatar. Yeah, I mean, the, Qatar has definitely been the surprise of the tournament, and you know, even even the U.S. were showing against uh, Jamaica because I, you know, I, I was thinking I was like, hopefully we don't see uh, uh, what happened, you know, back in oh, it was like 2015 when the U.S. lost to Jamaica. I think it was like in the semifinals. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Matthew was it Matthew Hoppy was about well, was about to get subbed off, and then he comes in and scores a game winning goal. So. I mean, that was big for the U.S., you know, right before he got subbed. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how what happens because, I, I mean, that's definitely the game everybody's going to tune in and watch, uh, obviously, you know, with, you know, the up and down of, of this game. Alex, do we got you back? Yeah, yeah. You guys can hear me good, right? Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. All right. So Sorry we, about we, that. No worries. It's all good. So we, we were just talking about the, the U.S. men's national team uh, win. Give, give us your thoughts on that game. Uh, yeah, I watched uh, most of the second half. I didn't watch the first half. I was a bit busy. But um, you could tell that the U.S., you know, kept trying and trying for the majority of that game. And then, you know, props to Jamaica. They did pretty well, I thought, you know, after watching all the highlights. So props to them. They're a great team. And, you know, obviously it's a good first step for Berhalter and the, the C team, basically. That's there with them, you know, those younger guys who are barely getting their caps. Good result against the quality opponent in Jamaica. Um, I, I don't know how the, against uh, 
uh, Qatar, I, I, Qatar are really good. I think they could potentially win the whole thing. That's how good they are. They've looked so far in this Gold Cup. But um, good result and just good something that those uh, young guys needed, especially, you know, in the knockout stage and Matthew Hoppy getting his first uh, goal for the U.S. was pretty cool. Yeah, no, that, I mean, it, 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 was, it was good. It was good to see him. Uh, get that win, but it, it, we'll, we'll have to see how how things go shape down with with Qatar and US, and obviously Mexico moves on next round uh, on Thursday. I believe both play on Thursday, and there's going to be a, uh, uh, Mexico's going to play in Dallas, and the US is going to play in Austin. Uh, I believe those are the two cities. So quickly, people in the chat, uh, Stephen Casilla says, "G's up," and he says, "Rumor has it Gio is wearing a Lucha Libre mask." <laughs> you know, I was actually the one wearing the the, the Star Wars. <laughs> so I was actually I was actually in the press box. My my parents and, and my brother ended up getting like tickets, like like pretty much right like on the fifty yard line. So I would come down and hang out with them and stuff. But I mean, it, it was a cool it was a cool atmosphere. Um, you know, seeing the game and you know being being there. But I I was not wearing my lucha libre mask to this game. <laughs> but good one, Andy. Um, well, let, let's talk about this LA Galaxy uh, team. Obviously. It was a tough one, right? So obviously, I was I was I was at the Mexican game. I wasn't able to to watch the game live, but I did catch the replay. I did I did see a couple of the, uh, of the highlights and everything. Well, mostly all the highlights were from from pretty much from the FC FC Dallas side. Um, I didn't expect this. I, no one expected uh, FC Dallas out of all teams to beat the LA Galaxy four zero. I knew they would kind of struggle, right, because of what we've seen. But for them to get shut out, it was very surprising. And I was talking, there was actually a, a journalist next to me that covers uh, covers FC Dallas. And then he goes by John Arnold. And he was sitting next to me. So I was I was, I was talking to him. I was like, because we were just going through the score, you know, and watching some of the highlights. And I was like, what do, what do you think? He's like, well, when I don't show up, they end up, they ended up you know, they end up having a big game and stuff. So so I was like, oh, I guess you're, you're the bad luck, right? So, and Galaxy played, obviously, three games in seven days in this road trip. They only got one point. Um which is which is I think that's the most uh, I think is the most difficult thing, but also you 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 I, I think I also realized that you know they are this team is really missing uh, Chicharito, but they're also really missing uh, another striker. But l- l- let's talk about going into this game, Johnny. How how were you feeling going into this game uh, going up against FC Dallas? Um, you know, honestly, I was nervous because let's be honest here, uh, I brought it up before. We're the only league that has to deal with this, you know, gold cup like this, and that get hurt gets hurt by this gold cup, and you mix that right, like not all, like us not having a lot of players mixed with injuries, mixed with three away games. It's like I, I went into this thinking, okay, like I'll, I'll be comfortable with a tie, and we could lose, but I I was thinking we'd at least get a tie. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, it's like Dal- FC Dallas was, was put in a situation where it's like, if we play them five times, we'll beat them four times. We're the better team every single time. But they knew, they said, they knew that this was the game to win. They said that this was our game to win. The Galaxy are tired. The Galaxy have a lot of guys down, a lot of guys in the Gold Cup. They went into that knowing that they would win that game. That was the mentality. The Galaxy went into it tired. They went into it wanting to survive, not to want, not wanting to win, which, I get, I understand that. I, I get that those guys are dead tired. They've been traveling nonstop. They've been, you know, cycling the team out, trying to find some air for these players, trying to give these different players energy. And I mean, this is just the, the nature of MLS and how it works. Great things about the league. And there's tough things about the league. And the gold cup is and summer tournaments is one of the tough things about the league. So I, again, I'm always optimistic with these, with this stuff. I don't think this is a reflection of the, you know, 
the galaxy f- fully, but I went into this knowing that we would have trouble. Yeah, and I think I think I think you know I think we all know it was going to be somewhat of a challenge, but we didn't expect uh, to see you know what ended up, what ended up happening. Uh, I'm quickly I want to pull up the 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 lineup here um, so we can go over it. So obviously, <clears throat> if we look at the lineup, obviously Jonathan Bond and goal, no surprise there. Araujo, Stairs, Williams, Jorge Villafania. Uh, yeah, Sasha Kleschman uh, in the midfield. Was a, we went with the four three three formation. Adam Saldana, Ryan Ravelson, um, Grant Sir, Victor Vasquez as a false number nine. Kevin Cabral. So I think that was that was the biggest surprise, right? Is Victor Vasquez playing the number nine? It wasn't going to be Ethan Zubak or anything like that. So when you when you saw that, Alex, what what were your thoughts? Um. Obviously, the whole thing about Victor Vasquez being a false nine was going to get the most attention. But seeing Saldana as that pivot midfielder, I didn't really like. I, I've watched Saldana's game, and he's a really good midfielder, you know. But I feel like his his marking just isn't really there or on par um, to really be that pivot midfielder. He's got great composure in the midfield for sure, can pull a pass here. But he he's not, you know, going to be that quality pivot midfielder who... If the ball gets turned over and we need him to, you know, put himself in front of the ball or, you know, take the ball away, I, I don't really have that trust in Saldana yet. With uh, Ravelson, yeah, I think he's the guy. He's shown it when he's played center back and he showed it in his debut at the Galaxy when he did play as a pivot midfielder. So I trust him a lot there. So I kind of felt defensively we might give up a couple of goals and, you know, unfortunately we gave up, you know, quadruple goals. But uh, that that's something that I think, you know, Vanny probably should know by now hey Saldana in this pivot midfielder role really isn't going to work his marking isn't too good and overall defensively can be a liability at times a Ravelson should stay as a pivot midfielder but you know I, I still have hope in Saldana and I think he's got a good role in the future and I think he's a really good midfielder just not as a pivot midfielder defensive midfielder whatever you want to call that role yeah no I think I think uh to just chime in there, I think uh I think Vanny knows that I think it's just the Ryan has been given that offensive spark. So he wanted, I think he wanted to put, that's why he's, he was able to uh, not have him there as a pivot midfielder, but to your point, you know, Saldana at times, and even in this game, he, he really did struggle uh, there. And I think, I know, I know a lot of people weren't happy with, with Saldana's performance from what, you know, from what I was gathering from Twitter. Uh, what, what were your thoughts, Johnny, on obviously on the, on this lineup and, and what you saw? I think this lineup, when I first looked at it, it was me thinking, okay, Vanny's trying to new things. He's trying new things with what he with with the tools that he has. I think he put Vasquez there because Vasquez has been in the midfield. Vasquez is a little older. He's been playing every game in this away trip. He's probably like, okay, maybe I can like save some energy with Vasquez up top. He's also obviously a reliable player. We feel comfortable when he has the ball. He can score. He can do everything he needs to do up top. As you know, and and I think that that was Vanny's mentality with it, but the big problem was is we took away that reliable midfield. I always am critical on Ethan Zubak, and and I would much rather have Vasquez in the middle and then Zubak up top than have Saldana start. I and that's not anything necessarily against Saldana. I just think that he's just ex- inexperienced. He has to put his time in as a sub. He has to learn a lot more. He he's very. You could tell that he's not all there. And then he's you know kind of in his own head during games, and I think him starting center mid is just so. It was shocking to me a little bit, but I get it. I get it. And again, I go back to my last point. You're going to have to do crazy things uh, with what we have. We had three way away uh, games. They've been traveling. They're all tired. We don't have a lot of our starters. Like you're going to have to kind of do like these weird lineups just to 
get by just to survive. And that's what I think Vanny was doing. And that's why a lot of the galaxy fans shouldn't be pressed about it. I know Dallas, you know, okay, we lost four zero Dallas. That sucks. Dallas played um, like a fantastic game mm-hmm. and they, they were in a lot better. Sorry. They were in a lot better of a spot than we were. So, you know, I, I think the lineup was weird. Um, but I also think, you know, we, we need to get back home. We just need to get through this and accept the loss. That's really it. You know? Yeah, I think I think it makes it you know makes it difficult with with how the game was played. I mean, the first couple, the first well, I think the first six minutes from what, what, what I caught from like the replay was you know Victor Vasquez had had a shot on goal. Yeah, I think he just missed it just wide left in the sixth seventh minute. I mean, he could have opened up the scoring. This game could have been could have looked a lot different. But there were there were some opportunities there uh, in that first half. Unfortunately, you know you know what's the guy named Pepe? This guy ended up you know having the game of his life and obviously he's has he's been having a great season you know for fc dallas as well he's only 18 years old um ricardo pepe yes and he ended up scoring in the in the the 27th minute and again in the in the 44th minute um you know which made the game going into you know going in the half uh very difficult tony in the chat says if we were going to get killed we could at least got killed with our youngsters and save the starters legs who who knows the young guys could have uh, surprised us uh, and probably got a tie but no, i don't think they i don't think they knew they were going to get killed but i think uh, after the uh, i listened to the press call and i listened to what greg vanny said after the after the game he said as soon as that third third he talked to the team obviously in, in halftime you know how to get you know pretty much Get, get back into the game, you know, obviously not, not concede right away. But as soon as, you know, Pepe's goal came in the 50th minute, then I think that's when he knew he was like, all right, you know, let's, let's start, let's start switching things up. Obviously, you know, let's, let's get some of these guys out. Well, which, which is unfortunate because obviously you, you don't, you don't, you don't want to perf- put a performance like that, but when you're getting killed, you know, it's time to, to put some of the youngsters. And I think that was Greg Vanny's thought process after the, after the third goal, unfortunately. Um, uh, Alex, what what were your thoughts when, when you when you saw Pepe having that type of performance against the Galaxy? Um, honestly, not really too surprised. Pepe this year has had a really good year, and you know I think he's probably gonna be the next FC Dallas player if he keeps this form up to maybe get a move to Europe because he looks really good. He's able to you know find these spaces and just execute on defensive errors. Like we saw Daniel Stairs, right? He got a deflection on the first goal, and Pepe was there to finish it off well. And then in the other goals, even with the space that he got, he was able to finish it well. And that's not what a lot of strikers have. Usually if the spaces are getting tight and closed, you kind of lose that composure a little bit and freak out. So seeing Pepe, you know, perform well at that level was really good to see. And overall, I I just say that, you know, while watching this game, it was frustrating to see how in all the three road games that we had, we started off on the good foot. You know, you mentioned earlier the Victor Vasquez shot, you know, that was close to going in and the galaxy had a couple of corners that I thought they could have capitalized with, you know, Derek Williams up there, you know, Revelson, who's obviously is having great season when it comes to set pieces and scoring on those. So I thought maybe we could have capitalized on those opportunities, but it's been a trend to start off pretty well and pretty optimistically. And then it kind of crumbles a little bit, you know, at around the 30th minute round, you know, and then, you know, we end up losing the game or tying the game, et cetera, whatever it is. Um, so it was kind of a disappointing result, but, you know, props to Pepe. This is a big accomplishment and, you know, we should be proud of it as, you know, as Americans, you know, hopefully this kind can be the big next American striker, but we'll have to see how that goes. He did good against the galaxy. Really wish it wasn't against us, but Hey, great game. 
And I just need the Galaxy defense to kind of – I think this can be a wake-up call for them for the rest of the year. Yeah, no, definitely. Johnny, same, same question to you, obviously. What, what were your thoughts, obviously, when you see an 18-year-old just, you know, ha- has has a game of his life, uh, you know, get to get to a hat trick, which we all didn't expect? Sometimes you make the highlight. Sometimes you are the highlight. That's that's <laughs> the best way to put it. He's awesome. He, he's a really great youngster. I'm bummed as a Galaxy fan, but I'm stoked as a U.S. fan. And all, yeah, really, like, I hope that he keeps kicking ass. I hope that he keeps moving forward as a player. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a bummer with how it happened and the circumstances in which it happened, but there's, you know, you can't take any credit away from him, even, you know, with the worst team in the league, you know, that's, that's impressive. Even with, you know, a, a, another league that's impressive. So it's really cool to see that with a youngster, obviously bum bum that it's the galaxy that had to deal with it, but it is what it is. Yeah. So it's unfortunate. Um, well, obviously, this this is not like I said. This is not the result. No, but no one wanted. But also, there's a clear thing now that yeah, obviously the, the Galaxy are, are are struggling to score, right? And obviously, you know, Chicharito's obviously without Chicharito, Ravelson, you know, Ryan, he he scored a couple of headers, but I mean, that's not the guy. That's just the cherry on top. Whenever he scores, uh, I Johnny, are you concerned uh, about this team not not being able to score without Chicharito? I'm not. And the reason why is because, you know, these circumstances are rare. Right now, like I said before, we're facing a special moment. We're we're facing three road games. And like let's let's be honest here. Let's let's really look at this. What other teams, a lot of other teams are struggling with this. Seattle has struggling with this. But what other teams had three straight away games with a small, small squad and had to kind of figure it out? I can't think of any other MLS team, and I'm actually genuinely asking. If there's another team, please tell me. But the LA Galaxy, like we 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 had a really bummer of a situation. You know, if those guys were all fresh, I guarantee you we would have had an easy game against um, Dallas easily, easily. And and I'm honestly not too bummed about it. I mean, we're looking at that new striker. We understand that there's a problem. We understand that Cabral needs some mental work. Um, it's just like I said, this is a rebuilding season. It's I'm really happy that we're seeing these issues right now because usually in these rebuilding seasons, we ignore these problems, but it seems like Vanny understands the issue. It seems like the, the galaxy understand the issue and obviously it's a bummer now, but Hey, they know it's there. Let's see what they can do about it. So I, I'm honestly not too worried about it. Cool. You bring up a great point. What about you, Alex? Are, are you concerned about, about this team not being able to score without Chichito? Uh, you know, I think Johnny said it best, you know, under the circumstances that we are on right now, three games in seven days, having to play in elevation in Utah and then coming to play in the heat in Dallas, you know, that's going to wear on the players. And especially since most of these players played all three games or, you know, a majority of them were in the starting 11. Um, I really think that uh, it was something that um, I'm not really going to say, hey, we're, we're doing really bad and where we can't score without Chicharito. I think the circumstances really kind of kind of were not in favor of the Galaxy and just really made it a struggle throughout the whole road trip. Yeah. Well, well yeah, no, I think, I think uh, th- three games and in, in, in seven days, obviously it's never easy for any team. And obviously, you know, when you're missing your star striking, you're obviously missing all these guys t- to the Gold Cup as well. But they would, I mean, they are going to get a couple players back. Some obviously are, are you know, uh, people Gonzalez, who's you know, who's playing for Costa Rica. They're gonna get O'Neill Fisher, obviously, but these guys weren't starters. Uh, people Gonzalez obviously wasn't playing for them, and you know, O'Neill Fisher, good option off the bench when he did get, uh, you know, when he did get the, the opportunity. Um, let, let's talk about. Uh, I want. I want to talk about. Uh, talk about the rumor striker that the LA Galaxy 
uh, are being rumored. I'm gonna pull your post up, uh, Alex. So we got, you know, uh, hey, I'll just read you read your post. Uh, the Galaxy reported close to signing 21 year old our Serbian striker. Dejan Jovalich, I know I probably pronounced that right, from Trach, Frank Four, uh, for a little bit over four million. Um, let's talk about this, Johnny. What, what are your What are your thoughts on, on the Serbian player? Uh, you know, being able to there to to assist the the LA Galaxy uh, with these goals. Here's the thing: I'm not going to get excited yet till it happens. Okay, but I'm going to go back to what I said before. Vanny knows the issue. The Galaxy know the issue. We got to make a signing. So I think it fits perfectly. We have we have somebody else to depend on depend on besides Chicha. It's going to take pressure off of Cabral. I am extremely excited about it. And I really hope that this trade lands through because obviously like even on the galaxy's best days, we can't put too much pressure on Chicha. And the same thing happened. Like, you know, when we had Zlatan, it's like, okay, well, when Zlatan's not there, who's going to score? You know, we've always had this issue. And again, I'm so happy to see the galaxy actually being real about the problems that we are facing. So I'm happy. I'm not surprised because I trust Greg Vanny and I hope this falls through. Yeah, no, I think I think to me this this is this is uh this is a very interesting sighting. Obviously, twenty one year old, so Vandy definitely likes the uh, the younger players. Um, they're definitely going young. It's not it's not uh, uh obviously a mature uh signing. You know, some player that's twenty eight or twenty nine uh mature in this year. So you know, I think I think it's a very interesting signing. I know I know obviously Kevin Cabral. I, I, it's it's not it's not looking good in the short term, but I think over long term, I think he will. He will pan out. Uh, he's still like Vanny talked about after the game that you know he's still getting adjusted. That he wants him to get adjusted a lot quicker to the physicality of, of the game and all those different things. But I think with that, it's going to take time. Obviously, him not being not being able to score as consistently as Galaxy fans want him to. That's that's room for concern here in the short term. But I think like again, one is long term. Um, you know, Kevin Cabal will, will pan out for the LA Galaxy. Uh, Alex, give me your, give me your thoughts on, on on the Serbian striker Dejan. Uh, yeah, Dejan looks uh, interesting. You know, um, you can see one of my comments there. I was like, it's a depth signing, mostly because I don't know if Vanny's going to want to play with two strikers up front because that's a like someone else in the comments pointed me out. Like, yeah, that's a pretty big price tag for a depth signing, and like I agreed. But my thing was like, hey, is Vanny going to stick with one striker or two? Because the times we play with two striker, it's been all right. But a little inconsistent at times because Ethan Zubak's play just really hasn't sold anybody. And like you mentioned, right, a young signing, mostly because uh, Vanny just wants to capitalize on these players' upsides, you know. Same reason why we brought Kevin Cambral, you know, in, in France was a good dribbler. Looked like he could get dangerous if he was given that. And that's kind of the reason why the Galaxy bought him. They wanted to see, hey, can we capitalize on this guy's upside? And that's what they're trying to do here with uh, Dejan, you know, scoring 20 goals on loan. This is pretty impressive, you know, in any league scoring 20 goals is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So if he comes to MLS, I think he'll definitely be a great number two striker next to Gicharito. You know, I haven't really watched much of his play or studied much of his play. So I'm not really going to say, hey, he's perfect for our team or what he's what we need. But if there comes a chance where we play a team like Seattle in the playoffs, right, who have basically locked down Chicharito and the games that we played against him, you know, made him basically invisible and made sure his impact on the match was really not there. So if we added a second striker, then I think that stretches out that back three of Seattle and can really give them some real problems. Because if we're being honest, you know, this team is a playoff team and I'm I'm pretty sure we're going to make it to the playoffs. When it comes to those teams like, you know, uh, Seattle, Sporting Kansas City, you know, those guys, Dejan's going to have to play next to Chicharito to break down those defenses because 
Chicharito is a good striker, but him by himself, I don't think he'll get it done. We need another striker, a quality striker, because Zubak and Augie Williams really haven't shown to be that kind of guy yet. Yeah, yeah, no, no I, think, I think you hit the nail on the head. Is you know adding this depth depth signing, so it's it is going to be interesting how you know Greg Vanny decides to play this right because I think you know to your point, twenty goals in any competition is is something not to look over, right? Obviously, but I, obviously the, the MLS is is a lot more physical. Um, but we just want you want to be able to him be, be able Dejan be able to replicate that here in the coming MLS right because you know he, he could be like Ryan and score right off the back score you know three goals in like in his first three games or it could be a much slower process so unfortunately I mean if you're a goal scorer <clears throat> you're a goal scorer but it, it will take some time for him to adjust uh, to the league so I, I'm just curious to see how long uh, it, it will take Dejan to adjust to the league and to, to your point is is, is Greg Vanny going to go two strikers right um, I mean I think he, he's going to have to try it right you, you know even even if he's a depth piece I, I think Greg Vanny for him to try the try with, whether it's a 4-2-2 or whatever type of formation goes up there but to try these guys out and see how they play alongside each other because I know at, at times with these Ethan Zubak had it has looked good and had looked positive at times by the times it looked like Ethan Zubak was really struggling uh there as well obviously Augie Williams uh you know doesn't necessarily they don't look like to be the guys just yet but obviously you want someone that's been proven goal scorer you know it's coming from a you know d- different league and be able to be able to give give those teams like the Seattles right the LAFCs give them be able to give them a different look uh, I do want to I do want to uh look at a different I want to look at the standings um for, for the LA Galaxy cuz I believe they're still uh they they're still in third place let me pull this up right here so even though um let me pull this down here even though they I mean they didn't get a result they're still in third place with 25 points though Colorado is right behind uh the LA Galaxy with 24 LAFC uh in fifth with 22 points so I mean even though it's been up and down the galaxy oh, for somehow some way they they've been consistent uh in that third place so it's not it's not bad overall right johnny what what are your thoughts I'm cool with it. I'm honestly fine with it. Like this span of games is something that Galaxy fans have been dreading since the schedule came out. We knew that this was going to be tough. And that's why I'm not surprised. I'm not sweating it. I wasn't sweating it last week. I'm still not sweating it this week after losing 4-0 to the worst team, you know, in the league right now. I'm not sweating it. Um, even though, you know, the standings are really tight and then they can change within a week. Like we can be honestly like, you know, in fifth or sixth place by the end of next week if it doesn't go right for us. Um, but honestly, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Uh, I'm going to go back to what I've said every single week. We're not, we haven't been at hundred percent this entire season. We haven't been a full team this entire season. If we add another striker that I think that takes pressure off of Cabral. I think our entire team is being, you know, slowly rebuilt. We're slowly understanding things. And once we're at hundred percent with all of our players, with legit back, with Dos Santos back, with Alvarez back, like, I'm just not, I'm just not worried. I'm not really worried about it. Yeah, Alex, uh, what are your thoughts? Obviously, the team hasn't moved from the standings, I think, which is one of the best things that could happen in these stretch of games. And, you know, this is the this is essentially the final week of the Gold Cup because the, the semis are going to be on Thursday, whether the U.S. moves on or and whether Mexico moves on, right? Um, and then the finals on this Sunday. So by, by Monday, I mean, by Tuesday of next week, Galaxy should be having all their players back by next, t- by next Tuesday, I'm assuming. Um, but obviously they, they, they sit in third place currently that could change. 
Uh, we know they got a game coming up this Friday. Uh, but what are your overall thoughts on them being able to still sit in third place even after the, 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 on the, the struggles on the road? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go back to something that Johnny mentioned earlier. Like, name me a team that's, you know, had a good three-game stretch over this past week, right? All of MLS has really struggled with this, you know, particularly because of the Gold Cup and, you know, them, they can't really stop play since, you know, ma- since majority of their players of MLS are in the Gold Cup. They still have to be going with, you know, depleted rosters and just, you know, team uh, players and teams with tired legs. So, fortunately, the Galaxy are still in third. You know, it, the whole MLS is struggling. It's not just the LA Galaxy thing right now. You know, that fatigue is kind of getting up there. But like you mentioned, Gio, right? You know, at the end of the week, we'd be fifth, sixth, you know, in a matter of a couple of days, right? So the Galaxy are going to fortunately get some players back, and they've held it down really well. You know, uh, sure, this three-game run trip really wasn't that impressive, but hey, we're still in third. We still are missing our key pieces, but we still look like we have a decent team, you know? We're just missing finishing, and that's all. We're miss- missing the goal scoring, that's all, you know? It's not like we can say, hey, our midfield's horrible. You know, our defense is the same as it's been for the past three years. It's been subtle improvements on the defensive end, and the midfield, you know, has shown that there's quality depth pieces with question with you know Vasquez there they've shown that they can play at the high level still and they're not really considered our best midfielders so I'm I'm really proud that we came out with you know a couple of new things to learn and just overall experiences that we can build on and experiences that we can really you know start to analyze a bit more and figure out what's going wrong here and there because we're still in third place you know it's not time to you know, freak out, you know, it's not like we've out of the playoffs, out of the playoff picture completely at all. Like some other teams, we're still in this and we're still holding it down really well. So there really shouldn't be too much to be concerned about because like all LA teams across all LA sports, you know, our team hasn't been at a hundred percent or we haven't had our hundred percent roster. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, uh, look, it hasn't been an easy uh, situation for the Galaxy, right? But it's also, it also hasn't been the worst situation. They, they didn't drop out of, out of you know, the, the playoff standings or anything like that. Um, I do want to talk a couple, a little bit more uh, on the French players, um, particularly Kevin Cabral and, you know, Samuel Grandsir. We do have a comment here. Ramses says, our French players are soft, uh, which is which is like, he's being honest there. Um, I don't know if they're soft. I think, I think... They're not as physically uh, well. Let's be honest, Kevin Cabral, which you know, they're underwhelming. Yeah, yeah. When it when it comes to the physical, I, I I'm just surprised that he's not able to um ad- adapt to the league or, or essentially be able to see that like, hey, these guys are are playing me physically hard, right? Or you be able to use his speed and be able to use his body in a different way. To be to 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 beat these defenders, I think that's the thing that's kind of surprised me. That obviously, right? Look, he's not gonna he's not gonna hit the gym today, and you know, and hit the weights, and everything's gonna change right right away. But I think when when the, when the physicality is is a lot different from where you're coming from, um, I think he just needs to be able to use his body in in different ways and be able to read that they're gonna hit him or they're gonna touch him up right away. And I think that's the big the big, biggest surprise. Uh, for me that he hasn't be able, been able to adapt to that right away um, because typically you know obviously we I, th- we I think we've all played but you know when someone's going to hit you and they're going to do some you know they're going to come after you and they're going to try to throw you off your game you try to you try to you know right you try to get ahead of that uh, Johnny what, what are your thoughts uh, on Kevin Cabral struggling with the with the physicality of this league you mentioned this earlier uh, in this broadcast, but I, I agreed with you. You said right now in the short term, it's not really working with Cabral, but in the long term, it will. I think that, that that's what's going to happen. This has been a big learning experience for all of our French players, but Cabral, you know, in particular. 
um, with these last couple of games, you know, it's so hard to like get a good opinion just because it's been so hectic for these players. You know, it's been so nonstop. And yeah, I think that it's just going to take, again, I've been saying it for a while, but it's going to take Kevin Cabral some time to get acclimated. Uh, he isn't doing well, obviously, you know, like we all know it, but it's just a learning experience. He's just got to understand the, you know, the, the pacing of MLS. He's got to understand the physicality of MLS. Uh, he just has to, you know, learn how the game is played and do better. I think Grand Seer, I mean, I think we're all on the same page about this. I mean, I think he's been doing great. Um, mm-hmm. But again, just a learning experience. And it's hard to take, you know, these last couple of games as an example of how these guys should be playing, because I think that they're playing like on, you know, on empty, their, their fuel tanks on empty. So it's like, it's hard to like gauge out how, how they should be doing, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it makes it very, very interesting, right? Like I said, Cabral will, will pan out uh, over the long run. But I think to me, that's the biggest thing that I've been, I've been confused watching him play. Look, you know, you're going to get hit. Like, I know you guys are watching film, you know, you got the speed, man. You got the speed, you got the agility, uh, but it, you know, it is going to take some time. Alex, what are your thoughts? Um, Yeah. Cabral, you know, they're playing him a lot more physically and really concentrating on him a lot more. And uh, also too, you know, Joe, you mentioned, right. That anticipation, where you know you're going to be a lot where the defenders can be a lot more physical with you, where they're going to shield their body a bit more and try to do that with you. It should be there for Cabral. You know, he's played, I think, what, like maybe like nine, nine, ten games at around around there. So he should kind of be keeping that in the back of his head, be like, hey, they're going to play me a lot more physical and I got to be more uh, I got to have better ball control, you know, try to escape those defenders and just use my speed because it's there. We've seen that speed. We've seen that little boost of acceleration he can have when he's, you know, doing these good runs. Uh, especially the one against San Jose, right? Going through a couple of defenders there, you know, dribbling the ball while chipping it over the keeper. But unfortunately, the defender clears it off the line. And that's going to be a great goal. You know, we know he has it in there. And it's really all kind of like a mental thing. Really, I think a lot of Galaxy fans can agree with that because it's not like he's a horrible player where you're like, oh, man, he's not fast enough. He's not quick enough. He's not sharp enough. You know, he has all those qualities. It's just right now, mentally, I, I feel like he there's a lot of pressure on him right now. And that's kind of getting to him understandable you know going into a new country a new league with new people that you really haven't really talked to new coach and all those changes coming in you know fortunately he has somebody here like his brother who's playing for g2 you know um so that's kind of a little bit more helpful but i I can understand why his form really isn't you know too well but at the same time you really got to be you know taking notes and figuring out hey this is how i should play to get a competitive advantage grand you know uh, Johnny mentioned the best. We're all on the same page where we think he's been a baller so far. He's impacting the game in a lot of different ways, not just by scoring goals. And that's what's really important. He's tracking back a lot to defend. And that's really helpful, especially if our wingbacks kind of push a little too forward. And, you know, we're kind of caught on the break. So having Granzier be able to play both sides of the ball really well is really good to see. Sega Koulibaly, really small sample size. So we really shouldn't be judging him until he comes back, maybe like three or four games after injury. Because, you know, when you come back from injury, you're not really going to be the same player for a couple of games. And then, you know, Ravelson, you know, he's been great so far, scoring goals and just looking like a beast in the midfield. So I wouldn't say our Frenchies are are soft or, you know, they're weak. It's just right now they're still getting adjusted and just underperforming for now. I still think that all four of those players have really high upsides once they, you know, figure out MLS a lot more. Yeah, I think the only player that I would I would say comfortably right now is struggling is Kevin Cabral. Um, Tiger Kobali looked good uh, when, when we saw him play when he was healthy. 
Uh, Ryan, obviously, I think we're, we're, we're seeing him, you know, get him being able to score. It's the cherry on top. Obviously, Greg Van, he's moving him around because of, you know, the limited roster that he has. Grand Sir has looked a lot better since the start of the season, right? He's, we're, we've been able to see him. Even this past game, he was getting some shots outside the 18. Obviously, you know, some somewhere close close to, close to, to the goal, somewhere, you know, somewhere threatening. But that's what you want to see out of your wing player, be able to take the risk, be able to take some shots, and, you know, uh, be able to take that the, the, the risk, uh, you know, on those goalkeepers. Um, but, yeah, I think I think everything is, is going to take its time. But I guess I think like I said earlier, the the, the positive thing is that the Galaxy are in third, are still currently in third place. Um, if that changes, that changes. But I don't think that the, the Galaxy are going to completely change drastically. Um, and the Gold Cup's going to end. The Gold Cup is going to end this Sunday, right? Whether if it's if we assume it's both Mexico and U.S. go to the final, which obviously Galaxy, uh, both Galaxy, there's Galaxy players on both sides. Um, but yeah, but by next Tuesday, you're, you're going to have, hopefully have a fully healthy, I mean, you're going to have fully, you're going to have your full roster back. I don't know about health wise, um, that that's still yet to be seen, but let's talk about this game on on Friday. Obviously the Portland Timbers coming to town. I mean, they're always, they're always not, not, they're not an easy game. Um, right. They, 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 I think they just came, came recently. Uh, Well, I know they, I know they ended up beating LAFC uh, a couple uh, their previous game. Um, But Johnny, what what were your thoughts going into this game? Obviously it's going to be a homestand. We know that they're going to wear the the throwback jerseys, um, the the community kit jerseys. What are your thoughts going into this game? Uh, You know, it's tough. I'm optimistic because we have, um, you know, we have Chicha back and we have a goal scorer. Uh, I think that's going to take some pressure off of the guys. I think they have time to recover. Um, but the question is, is who has more starters? And I think that, you know, and who, who whose team is a bit more complete? Uh, in this current stage, I would say Portland, because I still think Vanny's going to have to scramble a bit and kind of figure out, okay, who do I want in the midfield? You know, where am I, like, you know, am I going to, like, what's going to go on with Cabral? Like, there's a lot of questions going into it. Uh, I think we can, we can absolutely get a win. I think it's unlikely. I think it's more likely we'll get a tie. Um, but having Chicha there is going to help out. I mean, having Chicha up top, Cabral on the left, Grant's here on the right, Vasquez in the, in the midfield, you know, with Revolution. He, like, we, we have the tools. We could do it. We have Cluster in the midfield as well. We can do it. Just for God's sake, don't start Daniel Sturz. Please don't start Daniel Sturz. Fanny, if you're watching this, like, I don't know what I got to do. I'll give you I'll give you money. Just don't start <laughs> Sturz. And we'll figure that out. Like, we're, like, I just don't want him on the field, man. But we can do it. We have the tools. Um, who, who would you, know, you start though if, if if Sega Kulibali is not available? Um, who who would you outside of stairs? Because I I hear what you're saying, but I think it's also um, would you would you rather Nick Nick Napui obviously start? Gio, I love that question, buddy, because you know the answer. Depew, the, like <laughs> Williams, those two dudes, man, they're great. I mean, obviously, like you know, Depew was doing fantastic, and this week it was a little bit rough. Um, but he, he knows how to play. And honestly, if I'm going to develop, like play between two center backs while Sega's hurt, I'd do it between what Williams and Depew because he's earned that spot. Depew has earned that. And I, I, I think that like, let's be honest, our defensive struggles started in 2015 and Sturz came in 2015 and he is just, he's just been a weight on our backs, man. And I, I, I am just so over it. I'm over Sturz. Sorry. But that's just the reality of it. Have him as a you know, have him as a sub. He's a lot better as a sub. I'll give him that. But as a starter, it's like, dude, we've been here, we've done this before. It's just not working. 
So that's yeah. my thing is if we want this to work, Villafania on the left, uh, Depew and Williams in center backs. And then obviously um, on the right, we're going to have Araujo. So it's like we, we have the tools. We could do this. It's, it's, it's obviously like we could win this game. We just have to have the correct lineup. If we put Sturz in, we're not winning. I'm just going to tell you that right now. We are losing that game. <laughs> oh my gosh. He said, I mean, that's pretty bold. Look, what I will say, I don't, I don't think Daniel Sturz has been the cause for the Galaxy from, since 2015 struggles. I think there's been a lot more uh, to I'm it. a little petty. But, but, but <laughs> Sturz has, has been there for, for the ride. Let's put it that way. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Alex, he's, what, he's what are your thoughts? Give, give Man, us your did, like, did Stairs do something to your family I or know. what, dude? <laughs> hey, he was on your fantasy, right? I think he was on his fantasy team and, and let him no, know. No, but I mean, uh, Johnny's got a point. To be honest, I don't see the fascination that some of the Galaxy managers have had with Daniel Stairs. I think he's a quality like backup, but as a starter in MLS, I just don't think he's really proven that yet. He's had five years, five, six years, really, to prove, hey, you know, I can be that number one center back for you guys. And I don't really think he's proven that. You know, even though he's had like partners come in and out of the galaxy, I, I still think, you know, Stare is just he's not starter quality anymore. You know, he was maybe a couple of years ago, but anymore, I don't think he's starter quality anymore. Nick DePew has really earned that spot since match day one against uh, Miami. I thought he was spectacular that day. And for the couple of games that um, they went on to play before, you know, Derek Williams came in and Sega Kulabali came in. Um, you know, I, I thought he was spectacular and he's earned that spot. And I really think he's a lot better of a center back right now than Daniel Stairs is. And he's just better overall with his feet. Um, and, and Gio, you know, uh, since we're talking about the game this Friday, um, I really think that Portland, after losing a, to Minnesota United, I, I, I think they're they're still trying to figure out their season as well. Obviously, didn't get off to that good of a start, mostly because they had a couple of players injured and then also having to do CONCACAF Champions League, which really kind of derailed their start to the year. Fortunately, they've gotten healthier. They're getting players like Sebastian Blanco back. You know, most of their players who were on the Gold Cup, they're back now. You know, so their their roster is really, really good right now. The only notable player they're missing is probably Eric Williamson, who's playing with the U.S. men's national team right now. And that's really about it. So they definitely have been gelling a lot together with that main team and definitely have been playing a lot better than the Galaxy recently. I've been watching a couple of their games. I think they're going to be really dangerous. Diego Valeri. You know, probably one of the greatest MLS players of all time is going to obviously perform there. He always does. Uh, it's just going to be if their strikers are going to do well, whether it be Jeremy Bobasi or Felipe Mora. That's really been the main question with the Timbers over the last couple of years. Do they really have that reliable striker that can play in front of Diego Valeri? And I don't really think they've answered that question yet. But I think coming home is really going to be helpful for the Galaxy and obviously resting, you know, a couple of days is definitely going to put a lot less stress on them. And obviously coming back home with the fans, the fans are always a help for this team, no matter what. So I think that this can be a really competitive match and I can kind of see the Galaxy coming away with a 2-1 victory here. Um, Portland are going to be dangerous all game. As mentioned, Valerio, one of the greatest MLS players, he's going to play really well regardless, you know. So it's really going to come up to the wingers, whether it be Cabral or Grandier. I think Grandier could possibly get his first goal here just because I think there's some uh, some spaces that he can exploit on the wingbacks for the Timbers. And we didn't really get to see that the first time they played since he came off injured with, I think, an ankle injury. So he really didn't get to play too well. But now that he's on a roll right now, I think this is the perfect time to really score his first goal in front of the home crowd. And uh, I, I think the Galaxy win this 2-1. You know, as, as I was hearing you talk about the Timbers, you, you hit on a lot of great points. You know, Sebastian Blanco, Valeri, obviously, I think he has now over 100 goals. 
Uh, I think that was the stat that the MLS people pulled up. Um, we're also forgetting that there is maybe some animosity for what Derek Williams did. Uh, obviously, this is where he got his suspension. This is a team, obviously, he, he had that nasty tackle that he completely timed wrong. And I forgot the player's name, who, who he ended his pretty much career for this season. Andy Polo? Yeah, Andy Polo. He ended his career for, <laughs> I mean, ended his season uh, this year. So, I mean, there is, there is, this game is going to be chippy. I have a, I have a feeling uh, that obviously the Timbers still have that bad taste in their mouth. Derek Williams, you know, was, you know, third, fourth game back now. He's still trying to get his feet wet. So, wouldn't be surprised if Derek Williams gets targeted for this game. Would not, would not be a surprise. Not saying that I want that, but look, that's just the way, that's just the way it, it typically happens. Um, you know, when you when you end uh, an opposing team's uh, players' uh, season for the year. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, no, that's on all sports. So I, I hope it doesn't happen, but I, I really feel that this will be, uh, you know, a chippy game to say to say the least. And we should all just watch out for Derek Williams because. He is going to get uh, – I have a sense that he's going to get some hard tackles coming his way. But that's just – look, that's just the way it is, and and it's unfortunate, uh, the situation with Derek Williams. But, look, this is not going to be an easy game for the Galaxy. But you are going to have Chicharito back. But I also wonder how, how long – how many minutes Chicharito will play because I, I see Chicharito being a, coming in as a second-half sub. I don't see Chicharito starting um, because Greg Vanny had mentioned that he he now needs to get into game shape. That's the thing that that that, that Chicharito is missing now is him getting back into game shape. So his first game back, you don't want to play him 90 minutes, right? So I'm assuming maybe he comes in at the 60th minute, 65th minute, maybe the 70th minute, give him 20 minutes. I don't I don't know. So obviously you're still going to be without your main striker. We don't know when Dejan will be available or when they'll be able to finalize that deal. And uh, we obviously we know all the visa issues that the Galaxy has had w- with the French players. So it may take some time for that. But yeah, it's it's going to be another another tough game uh, for the other Galaxy because right right now I think I, I just had pulled I think I just had pulled it up here. Uh, let me see if I can go back. Uh, you got the Timbers. I think they're currently sitting sitting at eighth place. Um, in the standings, uh, let me pull this up. Let me see. They're yeah, they're they're in eighth place right now in the standings. So yeah, they're they're definitely fighting for 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 a spot uh, on the playoffs. But yeah, it's not going to be an easy game. But it's it's a game that I think we all expect that the Galaxy can come away with some points, three points. That I think that's what we're all we're all hoping for. Um, guys, any any final thoughts? Don't start stirs. Uh, I agree with Chicharito uh, sub thing. That's the sub idea. That's fantastic. That's I, I, I would hope that they would use him as a sub. We could do this. We could win this game. Like we have all the tools we need. But so does Portland. Just I, I, I know it's going to be an exciting game, but I hope that we can can walk away with the win. To all the Galaxy fans, are going to say the same thing I said last week. Relax. This you know we we understand the issues. We're rebuilding. Like this team has a lot of potential. Um, and all of the issues that we have are like relatively like easy fixes. Uh, it's just not going to happen overnight, but yeah. Alex? Yeah. Uh, well, Johnny said, I really don't want stairs playing in this game. I think Nick DePew's all season long, just earned that center back number two spot. I really think he's earned it through his work, through the performances he's had when he's been put in those positions. I think he definitely deserves that. Um, also too, you know, uh, Gio, like you mentioned, yeah, I, I think this this game might be a little chippy. We might see, you know, a couple of players arguing here and there. I, I kind of get that sense too. Hopefully, you know, that isn't too distracting for the other players. And also too, uh, I think the Chicha sub thing, super sub. He did that in Manchester United. 
why can't he do that with the Galaxy, you know? Maybe that could be a role if we do get Dejan, if he does succeed. If Chicha does become maybe a super sub, which I doubt, but the possibility is obviously always there. But if we can kind of see what he could do as a super sub and how that could impact the Galaxy performance and something Greg Vanny can take notes on. And then finally, you know, to all the Galaxy fans going out this Friday, just enjoy the game, you know? You guys can be frustrated about, you know, some of the players not really performing to the part that you wanted them to be or kind of the underwhelming results we've had during these three games road trips. But just know they're still going to put out, you know, their best front foot out there, still going to try to do everything to win the game. So kind of just, you know, enjoy the game and just know there's plenty of upside in this team, plenty of upside that there is on this team. So just be patient a little bit. And trust me, I'm sure the results are going to be there. We're going to win an MLS Cup. I don't know if it's this year or next year, but it's definitely coming soon. And the culture change that Vanny's put in the last couple of years has definitely been seen on the pitch this year. Yeah, I mean, the, the turnaround has been amazing in a rebuilding year. Uh, they're sitting in third place. No one would have no saw this coming. And obviously, I think I expected the 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 roads and the bump a lot sooner. I didn't expect them. Uh, I expect them the start of the year. But uh, for them to obviously to now be having, you know, some some difficult times, uh, obviously, it's just it's it's with through through the middle of the season um it's not surprising but because i because i expected this for the other galaxy i expected that they were going to have you know some some, some uh, a difficult path turn path right uh now we're starting to see that but i think for me um they're still doing good they're doing way better than they were last year right which was which is it was a terrible year for the la galaxy um and you're going to get start you're starting to get some players back you know Chicharito come off the bench. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how that looks. I mean, Chicharito coming off the bench is, ne- is never a bad option. It's just seeing how he's a- uh, how he'll be able to, to impact the game. Um, and the, the po- another positive thing, too, is that, you know, they played, what, Saturday, and they don't have to play till the till this this Friday. Uh, a lot of other teams are playing on Wednesday, so that's a, that's a pretty big benefit for the uh, Galaxy. They, they get a couple more days to rest. And then obviously they do play uh, the following Wednesday against RSL. So I mean these games are going to keep coming. So it's, I think that the the more interesting thing with with all these you know Gold Cup players when they come back next week is how how Greg Vanny will be able to you know rotate these these guys in because they there's the um, Legit's playing Jonathan Dos Santos is playing the only one that hasn't played as much was Efrain but he did get some he did get some minutes in so it's not like these guys aren't aren't fresh or aren't going to be able to play or, you know, right away. So, and I think Greg Vanny talked about it in the press, in the press call after the game that, you know, depending how, how the, the, the quarterfinal games, those players were going to be available to Greg Vanny, like right away, you know, and, and, and it's not like, you know, say the, the gold cup ends Sunday, Monday. I mean, Vegas is not too far from LA or Tuesday. We could see these players play that Wednesday, August 4th um, with the galaxy. And that's, that's not too far off, you know? So, Things will things will change for this galaxy when it when it comes to the depth. Um, but yeah, guys, I think that's 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 all I have. Any anything anything you guys would like to add before we wrap things up? Man, why did Mexico bring Efra Alvarez, dude? He's only played like what 20, 65 minutes, maybe. Like we could have used him here, man. I feel like Efra was just brought in that Gold Cup roster just to be, you know, part of the Mexican national team. Another Jonathan Gonzalez type of, you know incident because like yeah i understand you know representing a country is like a good thing and hey if i had the opportunity to do it i definitely do it for sure without a doubt but like man it's frustrating right now with the struggles teams had creating a couple of chances i think Afro really could have broken out during this stretch i really believe so 
So, you know, it really sucks that, you know, he's not here, but I'm proud that, you know, he's representing Mexico. But I just think he would have been a really, really useful over these last three games. No, I mean, I I, I agree with you. Um, it's unfortunate because he did, he, as soon as Chucky went out, he he was a sub to come in. But I think uh, I think watching the Mexican national team, I think Tata ended up going with a couple other pieces. Um, you know, he, he's not necessarily getting what he, what he wants out of Efrain right right now. And we may not see Efrain again come come on come on the pitch because Tata has seemed to go, to go a different direction. But you look the the positive thing is is the final week is the final week, and you know he may just miss just this Friday game, and he could be back next Wednesday. Johnny, final thoughts. Uh, everything is behind us. On to the next game. <laughs> there we go. I mean, like short and simple. That's the way I like it. Yeah. So guys, t- uh, I'll tune in this Friday. Interesting game. Uh, interesting date. That's a, it's a Friday. It's not a, it's not a Saturday, but yeah, I mean, it, it, that's going to help out the galaxy, get those extra, extra days um, under their belt. So for Johnny and for Alex, this is Jill. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye everybody. Bye.